This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Moon Age Daydream. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today and joining alongside me are Shabazz. Hello, hello, hello. And Anthony. Hello. We are officially at the Toronto International Film Festival. This is... uh, the festival i think that we look forward to all year round and it's finally happening we're finally starting to watch movies and the movie podcast is going to have lots of reviews lots of coverage and lots of interviews coming your way so please make sure you stay tuned right here to the movie podcast follow us on instagram twitter tiktok and letterbox at the movie podcast and if you like what we're doing you know consider subscribing like subscribe to us on youtube drop a five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify and of course join our discord if you're at tiff let us know maybe we'll bump into you and say hello uh but definitely discord you know we're having some great conversations in there and i think um that's we want to keep this conversation going offline but of course you know we're starting off with tiff as i said this is something we look forward to all year round shay how are you feeling about tiff this year we have a lot of great movies coming out you know there's a, there's a lot of great movies like we talked about i think just the overall organization this year is a little different so i'm i'm, I'm hoping uh we find success with everything that we're trying to look for um so it's hard to say well, i think we'll definitely do like a tiff recap obviously at, at, with, oh yeah for sure for one of our main episodes is kind of talking about how our experience goes i'm a little nervous going into it i hope it goes smoothly uh no film festival ever has so let's see what happens <laughs> it's a lot of rolling with stuff you know going with the flow um you know we are all accredited this year you know we are back to fully in-person events this year so it's going to be really interesting to see what this all looks like because you know as a lot of you know we started our show in 2019 um tiff uh that year you know we were still very new so we were at the festival but we were just you know buying tickets to watch it and then 2020 and 2021 we are part of the festival but a lot of it was remote and we were watching things at home. So now here we are, you know, at the festival going to press screenings and doing all that fun stuff. Anthony, how are you feeling about everything? I feel a little like anxious about it, truthfully, because it's, it is the first time. And I feel like I'm overwhelmed with the things with movies. I'm like, do I have to see all these? Because now I'm in a different world. There's 300 movies. I want right? to watch. Like, I usually oh, no. would buy the movies <laughs> that I want to watch but now i have access to all of them and it's just like do i i feel like i have i almost i have to watch them <laughs> but there's so many <laughs> and it's there are it, it, it's so it's just a little bit of a a, a turn in my world because it's been always buying the tickets and going to and hopefully getting you know what you you want and now it's it's a little bit different um yeah but overall like i just feel 
no matter how well you plan and, and like how many lists you make and how many movies you think you're going to see, it never goes to fruition. It's just, right. it is very, uh, a little bit of like chaos when it comes to these film yeah. festivals. And I think this year for me, it, it is a lot, really a lot of chaos because it's just so many more movies I have ac- access to. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's a TIFF madness, as we always say, like, that is something that, you know, holds very true this year, and there's a lot of great movies coming out, and I think 2022, as you know, as we've been saying, we, we've had a lot of great episodes this year, um, I think is that, is the true sequel to 2019, where we just had incredible movies premiering left, right, and center, and here we are three years later, having a great, uh, such an incredible amount of movies, not just at TIFF, but outside of the festival and coming out, we're going into an incredible final uh, four months of the year i did i like from last year a really great option that they had was the ability to watch a lot of these films at home uh which yeah. i know like tiff is trying to get people back into the theaters and get and get that experience but i think just for time wise and uh scheduling wise i think having you know some of these films accessible through uh, a digital platform makes sense for future you know options it just it just works like i think a a hybrid of the two could definitely be the success of the toronto international film festival i know with you know power of the dog i think leaked last year and all that stuff but like that's the world we live yeah there's a lot of random ones that everything's gonna leak like we live in a digital world people can literally just hack into anything if they wanted to and grab stuff from wherever they want Sy- but siphon the films i remember that yes it, it's <laughs> it is going to happen um but you know i just think that's a great way of getting people on board yeah and there there is a digital component this year so i'm not too sure what the uh, assortment of films that are going to be available through that through that medium is but we do know it works and it worked really well from the last couple of years that we have used that digital service so if that is if that's an opportunity to keep that digital platform going would love to see it and you know and we see it throughout the year too from other from other studios like a24 has your screening room that'd be like hey this movie's in theaters but we're doing a screening at this time on Friday, you could watch it at home. So I think that's cool. And I think that's the evolution of what releasing a film is going to look like is, is having these hybrid releases. So we'll see, you know, but the movie we're talking about today is moon age daydream. You know, this is the cinematic odyssey exploring David Bowie's creative, spiritual and musical journey. Um, it's going to be opening up at TIFF. It is also only playing an IMAX during TIFF, which is very, very interesting. And it's very, very cool that that is happening because I think one thing that we will all agree on when we start talking about this film is that it is definitely a sight to behold and one that would be jaw-dropping to watch on a very, very big screen. Uh, Shay, I would love for you to tell us what this film is all about. A kaleidoscopic weave of archival performances and candid interviews, this portrait of David Bowie from director Brett Morgan, director of Kurt Cobain, Montage of Heck, immerses us in the restless starman's singular galaxy of music, art, and identity. I'll be honest, that I'm not gonna lie, that that sounded like a Jeopardy question. <laughs> you know? It's like it's like it was I, a little intense. There, like, what is Moon Age Daydream? It's fitting. <laughs> it's fitting. Truthfully. It's, it's very fitting. fitting. Yeah. I yeah. think David Bowie is uh, is an artist like no other, and I think having you know uh, an experience like this film is very fitting to the person that he was. Anthony, start us off with your first reaction. Uh, just a little bit of like an introductory to like my my introductory to David Bowie was never music; it was actually films, which is I know is surprising, but growing up 
I remember watching Labyrinth and he played, you know, the villain Jareth. And that was my first introduction to David Bowie. And then later on learning that he was a musician and, you know, having all these different hits and songs. And, and I think that's, it's just fitting that David Bowie was such a artist, like no matter what he, what he was doing, he was giving it his all. If it was his music, if it was um, being an actor, doing the, doing his plays, being a painter, writing, like he, he did it all, which was an amazing thing. Like you don't find people like that anymore. Like that's, it's right. just, uh, a crazy endeavor to be able to do all these amazing artistic things. And that's what this documentary, and I don't know if I want to call it a documentary, but this real creative experience with David Bowie, it re- the approach of it is very outside the box. You're, you're brought into this world where there's no real strong, there's no beginning, middle and end. There's no narrative. It's just, here's the David Bowie experience. And you kind of get the early versions when he was like Ziggy Stardust and like the androgynous uh, like areas of, of his, his, um, his persona and then going into more of the artistic and the paintings and his music. And it just plays all well. And I think it is a, an experience for me. I wish there was more of a narrative. I, I think I was looking forward to having more of a, you know, those documentaries where they really go into the archival footage and they tell the story through it without yeah. even going, without even having any uh, voiceovers. It's just really well cut stuff. And I think that's what my expectations were. But then going into this, it was just, it felt like it was everywhere. But then it, I also kind of stepped outside and said, this makes sense for the movie and who is in this film, like who this is chronicling and it just worked for that for that world and i think there will be audiences that really enjoy it and i think a lot of i think other audiences will just feel like i wanted more of that documentary approach i wanted more to learn about david bowie and maybe the people around him and in his stories because i don't think there is a documentary yet that really chronicles his life he just he passed away in 2016 so i know this was um something that was uh, I guess it has to go through the the family and make sure uh, the estate and make sure it, it works. And I think the estate really loved this approach to David Bowie because it, it is fitting right. to his persona and his life. Yeah, it very much is true to Bowie. And I think when you look at the visuals of this film, there's like, and I love that you said what you said earlier, Anthony's like, there's really no beginning, middle and end to this. There is just the now there's that there is the experience and this movie is an experience it is you're just transported while watching it and it's it's trippy it's it's wild to look at and you're just like i'm just i i felt like you know i was getting a contact high off of the movie because it is just so out there and the visuals you know we just recently came back from the academy museum and this felt like something that would be playing in one of the installations there where you're just like watching it and you're just like, wow, this is just visually like wild to put together. And, you know, now, of course, I have to hand it to Brett Morgan, who, you know, compiled all this footage and made this crazy, weird, visually gorgeous film 
um, because it feels so true to who David Bowie was. You can't put a finger on what he was. You can't put him in a box because he would just, he exists outside of that. He exists outside of, you know, the normal structures of how you define an artist or a musician or an actor or a painter. He's just so out there. He's otherworldly. And I think this is what this movie does so well is that it makes you feel like David Bowie is this myth, this legend, this otherworldly figure who came to earth to create and just change the world and make it spin a different way and make it look different. And I, and I love that. Um, but like you, Anthony, you know, like I think it's, it's a matter of what I think you're looking to get out of an experience like this. Cause it very much feels like an experience. It feels like something that you would watch and, you know, you would, be part of and then you kind of go on your way afterwards i would have loved to have uh, a little bit more traditional like information about bowie and his upbringing and stuff like that but that's more of a you know your your normal biography or that no that normal biopic this isn't that this is very reminiscent of like um the beatles get back doc which we got which is like eight hours long where this is for super fans this is for fans who want to experience bowie this is like this isn't uh an experience that's like open for newcomers like you're not gonna if you're if someone's just getting into david bowie i'm not going to suggest them to start with this film because this is something that you're like no this is like this is what you get once you kind of understand all of his other work right uh shay jump on in yeah i mean I, I, same, same as you guys like I, I like david bowie i think his music is fantastic but when when i was watching this i just kind of kept waiting i'm like when when does this change? Like, when does like, cause this is beautiful to look at. And I'm sure on a giant screen or in an art installation, that's like kind of the whole vibe that I was getting. Like, this is something that, yeah. you know, we have in Toronto here, we have the Van Gogh experience that we kind of have going on. I can yeah. imagine in a few years, once this movie has kind of had its play, they make like a moon age daydream installation somewhere where the movie's just kind of playing on loop, which it feels like it is like when you're watching it, you just kind of feel like, you're going through the motions of it. It's almost like a hop on, hop off kind of tour where yeah. you get in, you're like, oh, wow, we're okay, we're here. All right, that's amazing. Wow, move on to the next portion of it. And while I think that's great, I think when you want to sit down for two and uh, two hours and 15 minutes, it can be a bit daunting because it's just an overload of your senses. And, it is. And it really is for the die hard David Bowie fans, like the people that really, really love him that will, you know, fill in their own narrative, I guess you could say, to this experience. They're going to love it. But again, like you may have mentioned, for people who, who just want to watch a documentary or who want to just kind of know more about David Bowie, this is the last place you kind of want to go to because it's 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 meant for for everybody. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, w- it was a unique experience. I, I don't know if I um, loved it, but I, I definitely enjoyed the experience of it. Yeah, and I think, and I th- I think for, for all of us, we see what this is right like we we i i we see it we appreciate it we think it's beautiful to look at and and be part of but there is a lot there and i think like you said shay sensory overload is a big thing for this and i think um that makes sense when you're talking about someone like bowie that this kind of all fits within like no here is just like like i took all my paint cans and i'm throwing it at my canvas and it works for bowie but it's also a little daunting like you said shay to get into it it's very much of an abstract, abstract film, right? Yes. Like when you look at it, I, I really suggest uh, to to Neon to really provide people who go watch this film with an edible because I think that's 
that's that's <laughs> probably one of the yeah. be- best experiences. Like I think when I when I'll have the chance to, I'll brought, rewatch it with an edible just to really like yeah. dive into that world because you you have to be like I don't want to you have to, you have to be on drugs to really yeah. think like he did. You know, it's like another it, level of thinking. It's, it's man. like it's so a different alien, level of and I know a lot of people who really yeah. considered him like this alien dude because he was just so out there and and explored all areas of the of life and yeah. and just being an existence yes that's how i feel like i can't reach that level the only re- way i can reach it is through <laughs> probably drugs um not yeah know, like, we're not talking about <laughs> hardcore drugs guys okay no no no, no, no. just what's no. legal you know marijuana. what's legal, what's legal? Well, in yeah. canada and then in the states you know well de- depending on the state you're in it could be what, yeah. depending what state yeah. uh but yeah definitely and it, that's that's exactly it there is an otherworldly different level of thinking that you experience while watching this film so definitely if that's something that interests you and if you're a big david bowie fan i think this is going to be something for you um with tiff we're not doing our traditional final recommendations we want to just more talk about the films and then let you experience them on your own and of course if you like what you saw if you love moon age daydream right into the show let us know join our discord let's keep this conversation going uh there's lots of movies we're going to be looking uh for at tiff but i did want to ask you guys before we did wrap up this episode were there any other not final recommendations but final thoughts on moon age daydream before we wrapped up today's episode i think when it when it when it comes to you know this experience like there are people that are bowie fans like you know like hardcore regardless of whatever we say they're going to be watching this so yeah definitely if you do watch it we would love to know what you think and also what kind of strain were you on when you were <laughs> like what was it an indica or uh, no just let us know like if you had a good time yeah and this also reminds me of something that you would get like a crazy home release box set like it would be like a box set with like the vinyls and like the 4k blu-ray yeah like and maybe an edible as well too. for some reason and you're like yeah. oh <laughs> you have to connect it together in the player to watch it interesting yeah. yeah you never know you know these home releases are getting crazy and crazier these days uh thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of moon age daydream we are at the toronto international F- film festival right now we have lots of movies coming your way so look forward to all of our coverage and of course uh once we get back on schedule you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single monday and watch out throughout the week for our interviews and reviews on all the latest movies and series check out all of our incredible coverage from the lord of the rings the rings of power out right now on the movie podcast feed and on youtube and make sure you, you subscribe to us there if you like what we're doing please drop us five stars on apple podcast spotify join our discord and write into the show at hello at the movie podcast.ca um, check out our show notes for all of those links and more that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next